0: Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. But not today. Today we're going to talk about the year in review, our stats, and the meaningless awards. Q fanfare.
1: <laughs> the fanfare at the end. <laughs> fan pairs, the section ah. separator. You need to. Uh, well, we can. I can. You can say some things. I don't know. Q. I
0: don't know. Morning
1: songbirds. Uh, mo- songbirds. Songbirds. <laughs> why songbirds? Why songbirds? That's all I've got in my head. <laughs> we'll see what I can get for <laughs> royalty free sound effect. like cannons. I like cannons. I think I think I've steadily over the years used every single Canon sound effect that's available Thank on pre sound. <laughs> so we have to start paying at this point.
0: so what happened this year that's important ish
1: i feel like this is another depressing year in the slow decline of civilization like what is going on can't we can't we just have like a nice year again you know like i feel like every year since i i don't even know when to start drawing the line of this decline but it's, things have been getting steadily worse for a while now. It feels like. I mean, I'm not going to say anything about it beyond like the word because these are all terrible. But obviously, Ukraine continuing the whole thing in Gaza. I mean, I think actually they're they're the worst by far. I suppose a personal plus for the year. COVID is finally over in Asia. I don't have to wear a mask all the time anymore. Like, it's actually crazy to think that that only stopped this year. You know, up until like early this year in both Singapore and Hong Kong, in fact, you had to wear a mask in public. Like, it was the law. Wrap your head around that, Westerners. COVID is just. Just
0: something that just ha- is is something that just happened, but we're not going to prepare for it again.
1: Nah, I like that we were trying to prepare for the next pandemic, and then it all got like shit canned just before the pandemic actually happened. Like, wasn't there some big pandemic response team in the US, and then it got defunded like a year before COVID? <laughs> like, it's like great timing, and then yeah, furthering moral slash cognitive decline. Everyone's just using ChatGPT now. Like, kids use ChatGPT for their homework. <laughs> Adults use ChatGPT for their jobs. I don't use ChatGPT for my job. I just want to make that clear. Because I'm still better than ChatGPT. But that may not be the case for most of you. Sorry, I'm just being... Wow. Just being <laughs> wow, I love that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to channel Crushing Fool's Mike. you know. I need to. I realised I need I need to do it again. Otherwise, I'm going to get fired. So, so Yeah. I'm not using ChatGPT
0: either for work. Good.
1: Good. Well, actually, to be honest, if either of us did use it, we'd probably be fired because of yeah. the kind of jobs we work in. But that is, you know, neither here nor there. I should mean, be honest, I'm not sure that stops most people. I'm actually not sure that stops most people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read a review that was generated by ChatGPT, which I wasn't too happy about. Yeah, I mean, AI has got really surprisingly good really fast. Like I th- I think this time last year we were just about talking, you know, about the image gen stuff, because that was going mainstream. And I was saying, like, wow, DALI 2 looks really good. I looked at some DALI 2 stuff. It's garbage. It's absolute trash. But like, if you look at the current gen image generation, so much better. And it's only getting better still. And then, yeah, what a year for games. Like all of the COVID games basically came out. And so this year has just been like wall to wall hits. There's just been so many like unexpected top tier games come out. Maybe they were expected if you're paying attention. They were surprising to me. Some of them were genuinely surprising, right? Like I think Super Mario Wonder, to me, genuine surprise. There was like no indication that they were going to do another full on main series 2D Mario game. I know you have no nostalgia for these because you didn't play them when you were young. I think, I feel like when a 2D
0: Mario game does come out in like the modern era, modern era, in the 21st century, <laughs> there's like, there there are two tiers, right? There are times where, I don't know, I don't know if, if, if your perspective is the same, but sometimes I feel like, yes, they just farted one out versus they've tried to push themselves again. Is that
1: fair to say? I think it is actually yes and this is one where they try to push themselves the interesting
0: thing is i've not seen any of the wonder flower or wonder seed effects you, you haven't bought this right no i've not it's surprising how they can just announce a game was it a few months prior to releasing it and then they have it and it's a 90 plus game that in, in my world could be a game of the year contender but it's, i don't
1: think it has been Yeah, that's what I mean by it's a huge surprise. That's what I mean by that. Unfortunately, it's another, the best 2D Mario game since Super Mario World. But it's still not the best 2D Mario game, which remains Super Mario World. Despite, to, to paraphrase a tweet I saw that caused me great, Physical slash emotional pain. Well, emotional pain so significant that it became physical. Super Mario World is a game from the late 1900s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else?
0: What else came out this year? I thought you we just going to go through them quickly and then we'll say stop, or you'll say stop.
1: You'll stop yourself. You you really want me to do the list?
0: Yeah, I think that's how we're going to do.
1: We're going to say say them all, and we'll stop. We'll just shout stop, or you'll you'll stop yourself. Okay, I am going to. I'm going to go through this list of games that I wrote down in whatever order they were occupying my mental headspace until I ran out of breath, or a Ting stops me. So, TOTK, BG3, Super Mario Wonder, My RPG Remake, Octopath Traveler 2, which I forgot was even this year, Pikmin 4, F-099, Armored Core 6, Starfield, Wait. Diablo 4, Alan Wake 2. 2- <laughs> okay, 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 what? Starfield. have even run out of breath yet. <laughs> <laughs> Starfield
0: go on this was as disappointing as you expected it to be
1: yes sadly i was right once again i think i and you mentioned another one straight after that diablo 4
0: was that as disappointing as you'd expect as you had expected it to be It, it
1: was sadly exactly what i thought it would be yes to be fair i don't know what
0: i still right now i don't know what makes a good diablo game so i don't You know, Starfield devs
1: say you don't know what it takes. Well, I think Starfield has been doing this. What is even the word for what they're doing? They've been like commenting on Steam reviews, like they've been replying to Steam reviews that say like, "Oh, it's boring and soulless." You know, and there's just like there's loads of planets, but they all look the same and they're empty. And then they they reply, it's like, "Uh, "Excuse me, you don't like the fact that there's thousands of planets you can visit, and this game is better than you think." Like you're the one who's wrong here. You know, it's just like really like trying too hard.
0: So with Starfield, I feel like I can see what's wrong with Diablo. I can't
1: see what's wrong. I can't. What what's wrong <laughs> is that they have been they have been sending around a survey asking people what price they would will be willing to pay for DLC, and one of the options is hundred US dollars. What's wrong is that they are selling cosmetic skins for like twenty US dollars for like your character. It's just like why. What is this about? I I fully admit that actually maybe I don't know what makes a good Diablo game because maybe what I like is not actually what Diablo is anymore because I liked Diablo 2 well Diablo 2 plus the expansion back in the day. For most people that is not what Diablo is about anymore. So maybe maybe I'm the one that's wrong here but I think all the people who like Diablo 4 are actually the ones who are wrong. <laughs> okay. the, the thing is
0: when you do make your game mike you have like 8 years worth of podcasts where you can people can now say you don't know what people like
1: and you can't make a game for us <laughs> yeah that that's that is the truth but we, you know as we've established now i am just i'm just not a normal person anymore i have like trended so far off into you know goodness knows into the but, mental wilderness but also you could be Following in Jonathan Blow's footsteps. He's like, crazy. <laughs> yeah. I realise now that he's actually crazy. and I'm not crazy in the same way as him, you know. Better than him. Better than him. I don't know. I think he's, I, I mean, I think he's probably much smarter than me. I say that. I mean, maybe he's just differently smart. This, this is my coping mechanism. You know. I, Everyone's I differently, who, smart. I differently smart. Differently <laughs> smart. My opinion matters. Please. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't written any programming languages recently.
0: Wow, that was a means to the end. It was quite crazy to an end. It is crazy. If his end goal was to write... Again, move on. He knew Unity was going down. Let's go.
1: I, I'm, I'm resuming the list. Yeah. Alan Wake 2, Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat 1, Resident Evil 4 remake, Metroid Prime remake, Witcher 3 for the current Just let Let's gen. stop there. Let's stop there. So we have three, we have three remakes slash remasters. Is is Witcher 3 a remake or a remaster? It's made for current gen. I don't really know what that means. Ah, I think that's cancer remaster. Okay. Okay.
0: It's crazy that these three remakes remasters all got 90 pluses.
1: I don't know how it works anymore. Yeah, I think RE4 is a full on remake. I think the other two are remasters in my head. Okay. Okay. For whatever definition we have of those words. But Yeah, they're apparently all really good.
0: I definitely think there's a skill to doing a remake well. And I I think that's
1: a really it's a really hard job. I mean, it's funny because I I have well actually I played Metroid Prime, but I didn't finish it. And the other two I haven't really played at all, although I do own them. So yeah you know maybe these should be contenders for games that we play like maybe these should be book club contenders and it's weird like am i now required
0: you know as a i don't know i'm not a critic if you were a a gaming critic are you required to play both resident evil games both resident evil 4 games now the original and also the remake
1: i think you'll probably get something from a cultural and critique perspective if you play both but You know what, good question, because they're very different. Like I I was saying, I think I said previously, if you've played the FF7 remake, you haven't played FF7. And I think I can't comment on whether that's true for Resident Evil 4, because I haven't played either of them, actually. I haven't played the remake or the original. So you really liked Resident Evil 4, didn't you? Uh, Yeah, I did. So if we do play the remake, you'll have to tell me whether you think I'd still need to play the original. Because, you know, in the FF7 case, those games are so different. Whereas, I don't know about RE4. Okay, Mike. Good luck to you. Uh, I'm resuming? Yeah. Okay. Lies of P, FF16, Hogwarts Legacy, which I actually forgot existed, uh, kind of surprisingly. So you don't have it? I don't have it. And I also don't have Spider-Man 2 because I don't have a PS5, so this one completely passed me by. Talos Principle 2, System Shock Remake, which I backed on Kickstarter, Viewfinder, Battlebit Remastered, Dave the Diver, Pizza Tower, Cocoon, Cobot Core, Sea of Stars, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, Rogue Legacy 2, Balatro, which is just a demo, but it was really good. City Skylines 2, which seems to be a complete Unity disaster. Whoops. Chances in our backpack battles, and your only move is hustle, which I put on here because it's kind of genius, but also kind of insane. Like it's it's a turn based fighting game. It looks really epic because actually, when you watch people play it, they just show you a replay of the fight. But when you're actually playing it, it's like fifteen minutes of staring at a UI and then like deciding exactly what force to jump with, you know, in a hundred millisecond increment. Yeah, so it's a, it's a turn-based Tekken. Turn-based, well, yeah, turn-based Smash Bros. Maybe I don't know. Yep, it's like yep. it's it's really it's really fricking complicated. It's it's a fighting game where reaction speed doesn't come into it. It's all mind games. I think it's really clever. I'm not sure I know enough about fighting games to actually play it. I did I did buy it. <laughs> And I, I tried to play it for like fifteen minutes, and then was just like, "Yeah, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back after I've done my PhD in fighting games." I mean, it's so good. I mean, if the
0: if you think about the vanilla concept, is so strong. Imagine what sort of variations you can apply to it, and create potential for comedy errors, comedy a comedy of errors, comedy of errors.
1: It really does look epic when you watch the replays. It's you know, it's like if people could parry perfectly every time, like every game, right? It's like. If it's possible to get out of the situation and they can see the way out, they'll they'll get out because it's not dependent on execution. It's it's all mind games. Anyway, as much as it was a great year for games, it was kind of a bad year for game devs. We had like we had a lot of layoffs. Surprising ones. Yeah. like Like Epic cut loads of people, Unity cut loads of people, loads of obviously game companies cut loads of people. Like didn't didn't Bungie cut loads of people?
0: Yeah, they did. But because, well, Destiny's not doing well.
1: I mean, actually, I think the tech sector, in fact, the tech sector in general was just cutting people, right? Yes. Like all of the, all of the fang companies.
0: And all the shareholders are happier for it. Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, I think I got in just before the door slammed shut, you know, like me getting a job again. Like I was, I was like rolling in under the blast door as it came down. He didn't get caught. Well, I was getting caught in the end of it because obviously I was having some salary negotiation with HR and I was in a very weak position because I didn't have a job and hadn't worked for two years. And I was like, I want this number. And they were like, "Uh, nah, bruh. And I was just like, oh, please. And they were just like, I don't know. And then at some point it was just like, the door is shutting. I need to roll under it. So compromised. Such is life. We already talked about unity extensively, like half an entire podcast app, so I won't say it again, other than that yeah, they burned all of their goodwill and now they're trying to earn it back and then in a similar corporate inverted commas greed and bonfire of value situation, the escapist the escapist fired their chief editor, right and let's be honest the one thing most people actually went to the escapist for was zero punctuation, which is Yahtzee, right? And then, you know, after this editor was fired, loads of people, including Yahtzee, just said, screw it, we're going to leave and make our own thing. And they all just left the escapist. And so now now the escapist is basically like a smoking crater and there's second wind, which is basically everyone who was at the escapist who are now making legally distinct from their personas at The Escapist content that's basically the same. So, Zero Punctuation is now called Fully ramblematic.
0: Did you follow The Escapist at all, though?
1: I mean, I watched Zero Punctuation. (laughs) (laughs) I watched Zero Punctuation before it was part of The Escapist. Just gonna say... That's how old you are. That's how old I am, yes. (laughs) Thank you, Ting. (laughs) We're the same age, just gonna say... (laughs) And then, okay, things that make me sad. Warzone 1 is shut down. That makes me sad. I loved Warzone 1. Fair. I mean, I think they have, well, si- I, I, they have significantly changed Warzone 2 now to make it more like Warzone 1. So I, I know, like, when I first played Warzone 2 you know there weren't loadout drops you had to do this like stronghold thing and like the looting was very different blah 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 so like they have made Warzone 2 more like Warzone 1 again but like I just I had so much stuff on Warzone 1 I had like I had like every gun unlocked I had like all these skins and stuff like I'm not doing that again I'm I'm done well you don't have to do them all again you could just buy them all again <laughs> This is another problem that can be solved with money. See, that's what
0: you know. This is why Diablo thinks they can charge people for cosmetics because that's what
1: COD is doing as well. It's just sad. It's just I don't know. I it's like a cursed problem, right? Because because of the era of gaming that we grew up in, like pay to win is like anathema. Right? Like something that's pay to win is just like, this is not worth playing. And so, cosmetics, I guess, are the only thing they can charge for. But, you know, it's also like a weird problem because we have no time, right? Relatively. And thus, if you could pay to get all the unlocks, is that okay? But they, also, they just won so much money for it. I actually think the amount of money they're asking is offensive. Maybe. And to be honest, I also think that something you earned through effort is worth more than something you got from paying. And so I miss that. You know, it used to be that you see someone with a skin and you know it's because they did this really tough thing or like a title or whatever in a game, right? And like... Now you see someone with a cool skin, it's like, oh, how did you get that? It's like, oh, I just pay 50 bucks. You know, it's like, oh, so you're just rich. You know, and like that's worthless.
0: To you, not to me. <laughs>
1: to you, not to me. It's just like, what's the point? What's the point? It's like, but then again, I don't, I obviously don't live like this, right? Like, I don't buy like designer clothes or anything. Like, I actually, I actually look really poor, which is probably why people are always trying to talk me out of buying things. And then, <laughs> and then they see like, some fancy credit card and then they're really confused. But that's the that's but that's the point of it, right? You get to choose. You get
0: to choose from the whole spectrum of everything. And you don't necessarily you're not you're not tied down to just one section of the the
1: of products available to you. Clothes available to you. I don't know. I mean this is like all personal preference and whatever, but like I'm sad that they shut down Warzone one. I nostalgically Really freaking loved Warzone did, One,
0: didn't they? I don't even know anything anymore. Did not? Did they not keep one of the maps around for you? They, they kept
1: around Caldera, and they shut that down now as well. Okay, yeah, it's gone. It's all gone. And then they're gone. What about my contents? Like, you can still use that content in the original games it came from: Modern Warfare 2019, Vanguard, and Black Ops Cold War. And I'm just like, ugh, lame. Anyway, we got a new Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare Three. Well, actually, sorry, we got a new COD, which happens to also be a new Modern Warfare, which confusingly has the same name as an old Modern Warfare. Like, what are they even doing anymore? I don't know. And it's it's so bad. It's like set a new set a new bar for lowness. Set a new low. Set a new nadir. I don't know how would you even describe this. You 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 bought it? Yeah, I bought it. I bought it full price. (laughs) I bought it full price. What?
0: Because I needed to unlock the guns. In preparation for Warzone, oh, it's so
1: sad. What are you I you I would have had to buy them. What are but you I, doing? I bought the game. God. it's basically what? What even is it? It's like a four-hour campaign, which is terrible, and multiplayer, and yep. and the multiplayer is basically the same as last year's multiplayer. Like, how and is they, it different? Is it a different I'd, matchmaking lobby?
0: Yeah, should be. And but I think all the maps are recycled
1: old ones as well. Every one of them, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I just don't. I I genuinely don't understand this anymore. In fact, it's incredibly confusing because, I mean, some of this might actually be like logistical or practical difficulties, but they're trying to move away from like the annual cod in a sense, right? Because when you launch Call of Duty now, it's just called Call of Duty. It originally was Modern Warfare Two, the the new Modern Warfare Two. Modern Warfare 2 too. But but now it's just called Call of Duty. And so all of Warzone 2.0 and, and whatever, they're all launched from this same COD, right? And Modern Warfare 3 genuinely is effectively just a DLC pack for that game.
0: Yeah, I think my trophies are coming up under Modern Warfare 2 as well.
1: Yeah, because there's no platinum for this because it's counted as a DLC for Modern Warfare 2 in actual like Sony terms. Like, you know, under the hood. Last year was Modern Warfare 2. Is that right? You know, I think so. So that means. Like, it, the, it might not be actually. There might have been one in between. I don't even know anymore.
0: They've truly an- annualized this. So they've just had a short time to develop this.
1: They shouldn't have done it. No.
0: So, you know, I bought it. I can't complain that much. You know, I knew what. It's weird because I knew what I was buying. Okay. And then
1: the the other interesting thing is from estimated steam sales numbers right because like there's some like rule of thumb that the number of people who leave a steam review to the number of people who bought the game is about 30 to 1 ratio wise right and so the estimate is that at least on steam lethal company a one man indie game outsold Modern Warfare 3 by a significant margin which I think is fascinating Lethal Company is made by one person it's made by one person it's mind blowing but then actually if you look at the official charts which I've done by publishers so I guess Lethal Company wouldn't be included regardless Modern Warfare 3 is actually still way up there it's just it's it's currently number 2 behind Hogwarts Legacy which I completely forgot existed Will we do our bit and buy Hogwarts Legacy? Uh, Is this your way of pushing me to select it as the next book club game? Maybe maybe Subtly Subtle subtle nudge I'm surprised because you wanted to play this right? You talked about wanting to play this and then in the end neither of us played this Because it's not a it's
0: a good game but it's not a great game it's not something that i don't play games because they're a guilty pleasure try not to i need to grow as a person
1: i i feel like the media coverage of this one was really strange because it was just inexplicably tied up to people trying to cancel jk rowling right like people could not Disentangle that JK Rowling was making money from this, and everyone was trying to, well, I say everyone, you know, many people were trying to cancel JK Rowling. And as a result, lots of people boycotted this game or refused to talk about it or were embarrassed to talk about it. I don't know. And as a result, like, it certainly just fell out of my consciousness. Like, I completely forgot this was this year until we were doing like more detailed stats. I was like, wait a minute, Hogwarts Legacy is like the current number one, like, as we're approaching the end of year. You know, Modern Warfare Three might still pip it to the post, but it's too close to call as of the time we're recording. Though to be fair, Hogwarts Legacy came out in like Feb, and Modern Warfare Three came out in October. So is it October? Whatever. November. November. Ugh. Why are people buying Modern Warfare Three? We really, ha- we, you already explained it, but I'm still, I'm still shocked. It's it's a full price game for four hour DLC. Oh, and finally, Redfall. Redfall. Redfall was a massive fail. I'm I'm sad because actually, Arcane. Arcane make good games, but Redfall was like, wasn't it something ridiculous? Like Redfall's concurrent Steam players was like three. So there were literally not enough people playing on Steam to actually start a game of Redfall. That's how badly it did. I think it is on Game Pass. Yes, it is. So that also probably accounts for why a lot of people didn't buy it. But still, I mean, it it now transpires that even the devs making Redfall didn't want to make Redfall. They just felt for economic reasons, like their management felt for economic reasons that they should have a looter shooter because everyone loves looter shooters or looter shooters print money. And so they tried to make a looter shooter, but like no one working on it wanted to make a looter shooter. And yeah, you know, it's the difference between being passionate about something and just making it because you're told to do it, I guess. Arcane are now doing Blade. So we will get our cool Immersive Sim vampire game after all. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Okay, switching to other media briefly, we had the Mario movie. You liked it? Of course I did. You loved the soundtrack, it sounds like. Yes, it's epic in a sort
0: of a galaxy kind of way.
1: Uh, Did you think the movie was actually good?
0: It was enjoyable. It wasn't clever. But did I need it
1: to be clever? Nope. And then there was a FNAF movie. Did you watch it? I actually went to watch it in the cinema. <laughs> like, I I, I especially went to the cinema late at night on my own. I mean, I'd say late night. It has to be late at night because it was after like my meetings. Yeah, and I caught, like, the midnight showing of the FNAF movie. <laughs> wow, midnight showing. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much. But it was good. I, I liked it. I mean, actually, it was also kind of bad, but I still quite enjoyed it. Like I I, the thing is, like I have never actually played FNAF sorry, Five Nights at Freddy's, just to expand on the acronym FNAF. I've actually never played a FNAF game, but I've watched most of them on YouTube. Like I've watched a lot of Let's Plays. So watching it as a movie was actually just like no different in a way. And yeah, not bad. Not great, but not bad. And then Still to come now, turns out, a Zelda movie, because I guess the Mario movie did well. Which is live action. I guess. Yes. <laughs> I know nothing about it. <laughs> and then a Bioshock movie to Netflix and a Fallout TV series to Prime Video, is it? I think so. To some streaming platform.
0: This next one is news to me.
1: Half of it is news to me. It's it's probably wait wait. What do you th- what? It's not news. Like it's just my random musing.
0: Oh okay, fine. Okay, fine. Then <laughs> this your random musing is news to me.
1: <laughs> and so okay, random grab bag of things to finish. There's no Tears of the Kingdom DLC coming. So the next the next Zelda we'll get will be a new Zelda. But I saw some interesting suggestion that like if you squint a bit, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are immersive sims. And I was just thinking make the next Zelda an immersive sim, please. That would be so good. Or maybe it'll just destroy the series and it'll be the end of Zelda. 0% chance of it being that. Yeah. Uh, it would be so good I mean it kind of is an immersive sim if you squint
0: It is But I don't think the environments are designed for it Oh you know Maybe they're, they're, they're going to be that good At creating these Emergent mechanics And an environment to match
1: I mean, Maybe the next Zelda will be a traditional Story Linear Zelda no, he's, again No Enuma's already said no He's not going back. They would never go back. In which case, immersive sim. I'm nodding. <laughs> I'm just like nodding like, yes, yes, you know you want to. Maybe
0: that's the, the next
1: breakthrough, right? It's, it, they can create an immersive sim without
0: explicitly trying to, if you know what I mean, right? Because like pray you have to design everything with it in mind. But then the... You know, the, the no, no vents. No, no, do you know no, what I mean? No vents. No vents.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's no air vents in Hyrule. But you see the the corollary to to this like you know why is this a dangerous line of thought is Starfield. Like look at Starfield. You know like you could argue Tears of the Kingdom is is an immersive sim if you focus entirely on idealism. And Starfield is what happens when you try and try and go to realism because it's just not fun. And that trade off I don't know. I watched some YouTube essay about it and I was just like, this is the human equivalent of no take only throw. Which maybe it's not. Maybe this is just my brain having a brain fart. But I was just like, you know, we want the game to be fun, but we say we want it to be realistic. You know, like we want we want to to catch the frisbee, but we don't want to give the frisbee to be thrown, you know. No take, only throw. Streamer bait, streamer bait games. This is like games that I suddenly saw loads of people playing but didn't play. Only Up? You heard about this?
0: Uh, yes, I think so. This is
1: the... I don't know if it's a construction game or I'm, I'm just scaling things. You just you just climb. You yeah. just climb. And just like for a little while everyone was playing it and I was just like what is this? And then Suica game. Like a game it's kind of like 2048 but with fruit and not in a grid. Just It was just everywhere for a little bit. I don't know. Games that didn't come out this year that I learned about this year and now want to play Outward, which is from 2019, and is kind of like a Bethesda RPG, except that you're not the chosen one. Like, you're just a regular Joe Schmo and you have to, you know, earn your powers. Like It's like, It's like a hard, long slog. (laughs) It's like, is this fun? I don't know. But it's like, it's realism. Apparently it's good. Apparently it's really good. Uh, Apparently it's really good if you like this kind of thing. Which is to say, you feel like you should earn your stripes and not just pay for them. So, uh, I did buy it when it was on sale. I haven't fired it up. And then, Fear and Hunger. Have you heard about this one? Nope. This one so this one's from 2018 and has just been languishing in obscurity like like a hidden gem and then a couple of big YouTubers I think covered it so I saw it covered by someone called Super Eyepatch Wolf who does he does good content and it is so intriguing you know what most people say? A game is dark or cruel or something. Like this game is really pulling no punches. Like it's really messed up and dark and cruel. You know, like it is. It is as hard as people make Dark Souls out to be. But it's like it's genuinely that hard. It's and not it's genuinely that cruel. It's a it's, it's not, a two D RPG maker, turn based RPG,
0: immersive sim.
1: Not immersive sim. Well, it, it kind of has some immersive sim elements. It's kind of got some rogue like elements, but is unfair it's unfair well no it's not well it's not unfair but you have to learn like you have to like once you know you know but like every lesson is costly like you will die and like you can be playing and like trying really hard and doing quite well and then your arm will just get cut off and now you've just got one arm how do i heal that you can't heal losing an arm (laughs) you know it's just like now you've just got one arm deal with it
0: if I built a game, I wouldn't build a game where you had to learn by losing. Although it's the best way to learn, I don't think that it should be the only way to learn.
1: Yeah. So, well, yeah. In that vein, Fear and Hunger is another game where I've watched a lot of content about it. I haven't played it, but but I'm totally totally fascinated by it. You
0: need Northern Line to play it badly.
1: I need, I need Northern Line to play it badly. Yeah, that's right. And then react, and then I'll be like. I just need to play it to play it properly. No, I didn't even need that. Like everyone who plays Fear and Hunger plays it badly. Like everyone who plays Fear and Hunger just suffers. It's it's just a game of suffering. And you've suffered enough. I have suffered enough. That's why I didn't buy it. But, but really, check it out. Fascinating. Looks really intriguing. Okay, finishing up. E3 is over. For good. Like it's it's genuinely dead, nail in the coffin, etc.
0: But I think everyone will still come together around this date as a collective. Yeah. I hope. I know. We'll see, right? Will will we get the showcases around this time? I hope so.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's still gonna be the the big publisher live streamy type events. Fingers crossed. And then the game awards. A lot of stuff was announced at the game awards. I a surprising amount of indies were announced at the Game Awards. Indies that I was interested in.
0: I am looking forward to No Man's Skies. I don't remember oh, the name. Light No Fire. That's the one.
1: I like that the No is now It's like their <laughs> series. It's the No series. And okay, what else was significant from the Game Awards? We got Kojima's Fever Dream, OD. It's like. How can I film some people's faces and make everyone salivate? I don't know. It's just, it's kind of dumb. It's even more abstract than Oily Baby Simulator. Like I don't I don't even know. We'll have to wait to see more. And then everyone getting cut off on their speeches. Like I think everyone got thirty seconds for their speech, including game of the year they got like 30 seconds for their speech he got cut off in the middle of giving a tribute to a team member who died right it was like kind of bad he was in armor he was in armor Sven was in armor and flute guy flute guy was promoted to front of the orchestra because everyone loves flute guy you know the the thing i was disappointed about they needed they needed more flute solos. I wanted to hear Flute Guy. I don't just want to see Flute Guy. I want to hear Flute Guy. Flute Guy is, is seriously an actual famous musician. Like, you know, if you watch the the like Dune soundtrack like video where they're talking about it, Flute Guy is on there. But he, he also plays like some rocking flute solos. Like I I wanna hear Flute Guy. I don't just want to see him, I wanna hear him too. You know, the T.O.T.K. part of the of the medley, not enough flute. I want to hear that piccolo. I need to look up Flute Guy this year. Yeah, he he he's literally they put him at the front of the orchestra. He's doing some things right at Keeley.
0: Stats. Yeah, let's do some stats.
1: So, what did we play this year? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Working sucks. Like, I've got no time. Actually, I do have time. I've I've got time for Cookie Clicker. It turns out. I I I think at the start of the year, like before I actually started the job, we recorded an episode, and I was like, I think I'm going to be more productive this year. You know, like this job is going to force my brain back into high gear. I'm going to get loads of stuff done. I'm going to do game dev. I'm going to I did nothing this year. I did nothing. My brain was just like totally fried. I had no energy after work. I literally played what how, how many hours of cookie clicker did I play? It's like, it's some shocking number. It's like 130 plus hours of cookie clicker. And that was within quite a short time span too. Like yeah, I just was I was just incapable of doing anything more complicated than clicking on the cookie. Is that the bulk of it? I I played a lot of Cookie Clicker. I played a lot of Fortnite. I did eventually play a fair chunk of Baldur's Gate 3 as well. And Tears of the Kingdom. So I actually... Yeah. I did play a fair amount. But I didn't play loads of other random stuff. you know. Or if I did, it was only for an hour or two. At most. So yeah, I think my total games played this year is like half what it was last year. But then what do you expect? I had a full-time job again. I, in fact, just to give you an idea of what my job is like, I have meetings until midnight, Monday to Thursday, like literally scheduled meetings until midnight. So I don't finish work until midnight. So if I seem slightly insane, that's why. It's Because I am. <laughs> yeah. How about you,
0: yeah, so I don't know I think we I sort of predicted this at the, the start of the year like i did I predict that the game variety would decrease this year? You may have done, and I feel like there is much more cognitive load when starting a new game, definitely true, and the the on ramp for a new game is at least two hours for me, yeah, so it's been hard trying starting new things up. I don't mind. I'm not afraid of starting new long games, but getting on is hard. But what were my highlights? Games I played a lot, a lot of
1: COD. Yeah, you you got a PlayStation wrap up, and it said you played 175 hours of COD. Although I, I guess from what we described earlier, it doesn't distinguish between Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare Three, Warzone Two, etc. Yeah. Like to them, it's all just COD. But 175 hours is actually a reasonably large amount of time. Like, that's comparable to my, I think there's even more than my Fortnite playtime. It's a sensible amount a month.
0: I think it's like 15 hours a month. 15 hours a month seems quite sensible. Yeah, I guess it's like half an hour a day, if you were to spread it out. Yeah. is The other two, Persona 5 and Mass Effect
1: Legendary Edition, they were very low numbers. So across the whole year it's what, like less than 10 hours? Yeah. Yeah, Persona 5 Royal, man. It's so sad. Like, So so you've, you've made hardly any progress, I'm guessing. I th-
0: did I start that
1: last year? I feel like I started yeah, we, that we last started year. We started
0: it last year. <laughs> yeah. We just dropped off.
1: I mean, I was playing it on Game Pass and I've been paying for Game Pass this whole time and it is the only game I played on Game Pass in the past year. It's removed from Game Pass now. I'm never, I'm never going to finish this game. Like you never played Starfield, and you I played never played Starfield. I, I, did install Starfield. I never played Starfield, which is sad. I, I mean, I should give it a go, but you know, you know, like you said, the on ramp for starting a new game. Like I just cannot be bothered to start Starfield. Honestly, I should probably give it a go because maybe I'll love it. Maybe Bethesda's review replies are right, but I just I just cannot be bothered. You know, like I've got, I've got, or well, actually, my cookie clicking days are over. I think Cookie Clicker is is pretty much clicked. There's like there's no point actively playing Cookie Clicker anymore now. Like I've I've unlocked all the things that are realistically going to be unlocked. So I am now just yeah, Baldur's Gate three, and Talos Principle 2, like are my solo games that I would like to finish. The the Talos Principle series is honestly really good. Like I was surprised that Talos Principle 2 exists. Like it it caught me off guard, not because it was like a secret that was coming out, just because I hadn't been paying attention. And yeah, I really liked the Talos Principle. It was a great puzzle game, and also it was a game that made you think, like philosophically. You know, it made me feel things. So Talos Principle two is I mean a continuation of that that universe and it's a great puzzle game too. I mean I'm enjoying it. So yeah. I, I'm trying to play that instead of cookie clicking now <laughs> as a as a light casual game. It's is not really it that a, casual, but you know. Is it light? No. But it's it's less cognitive load than Baldur's Gate three. Okay. And then my, yeah, I mean, I'm I, Baldur's Gate 3, actually, I've made like no progress in my single player game because the cognitive load on that is significant. But I have been playing that in multiplayer and that in multiplayer, it is weirdly more chill because like in the single player game, like that's like my true game. And I feel like my decisions matter in multiplayer. I feel like this isn't for real. This is just for fun and shenanigans.
0: I just miss. I- Yep, you're right. There's also stuff on PC that I've not mentioned. So I played Border Skate 3 as well. I finished GTA 4 finally.
1: Oh, you finished it? Yeah. Wow.
0: Just in time for GTA 6.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, Diablo 4 and Noita, which
1: we did as part of the book club. I, that's what the book club is good for. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad we picked those two games for the book club. I mean, I am kind of glad I played Diablo 4. Even if it was only to confirm that it was as disappointing as I thought it would be, I I saw you played Storyteller as well. Is this like on the Netflix Games mobile thing? Oh yes, it's
0: not as good as I. It's a clever. It's a clever premise, but it's not as good as I thought it'd be. Okay. Well. Well, they'll go away. That's not fair. It is good. Is it lengthy? As a mobile game, it's okay. It's a good game. Is it fun? Did it surprise you? Or was it just like a grind? It's not a grind. It was slightly surprising, yes. So this is one where you drop people and elements into comic book panels to reproduce a story. It's clever. It could have been cleverer. Cleverer. Okay. Okay.
1: I'm going to left field say a few games that i played that won't show up on the stats because they're browser games like i played the password game (laughs) and i i I genuinely thought it was genius like this was a game that made me laugh out loud at the like the audacity of the things because like i think you've sent this site before right it was the one that had like the absurd trolley problems it's like neil.fun and yeah so he's making funny browser games and He released a game this year called the password game where you have to choose a password and it starts out, you know, again, as anyone who's worked in like a corporate environment will tell you, you know, you choose your password and it's just like your password does not meet the complexity rules. It must have like an uppercase letter and a lowercase letter and this many numbers and this many special characters. So it starts out like that. But then it will be things like, oh, the chemical elements in your password must add up to 200. Or the Roman numerals in your password must be a multiple of 35 or something like that. You know, it's like it's got like totally ludicrous rules. Like your password must contain a solution to this chess problem, you know, or your password must contain the country in this GeoGuessr. Like the things that ask you to do are crazy. And like, I think the thing that made me genuinely yeah laugh out loud were when... It gives you, like, this is Paul. Or, like, here's an egg. You must, you know, keep it safe. This is Paul. He needs to eat three caterpillars every minute. You know? And if you overfeed Paul or you underfeed Paul, he'll die and your password will be invalid. Uh, your password's on fire. Quick, put it out. And you've got to delete all the fire emoji that appear in your, <laughs> your password. You know, like... I shouldn't be saying all these. It's, it's more fun you yeah. To, you to, to be surprised. It, yeah, it was good. I, I did finish it once it was hard work i did i did complete it once and then i was like never again never again wordle i got wordle in one this year that's luck
0: more than like
1: well yeah i i actually always start with the same word and one day this year my word was the word which is audio audio yes and and so that was it. Then I've dropped Wordle now. Who cares? I'm never going to top that. I've been playing Puzmo. You seen Puzmo? It's the new game from Yeah, I played Puzmo.
0: But wait, what are
1: your top three Puzmo games? Yeah, you, you know what? It's been changing. It's been changing over the time I've been playing Puzmo. I I was a total tryhard for a while on TypeShift, and I was I was multiple days in a row the world number one on type shift because because it was a game that you could be a try hard at because you can see the puzzle before you enter the puzzle so i would look at the puzzle figure out what the words were and then just like enter the puzzle and just <laughs> blast out on the keyboard in like you know a few seconds like so my time was like four or five seconds and then competition heated up and more and more people started doing this. And then it, it started to become like a real pain because like people getting in like three seconds. And I was like, I can't type this fast, you know, or like I can't guarantee I can type this fast. And it's like, who wants to be number two? Screw this. So now I'm just playing TypeShift Shift casually again, which is actually much more fun. Honestly, it's really stressful playing. It's like interesting. Total That's
0: totally not what I thought TypeShift Shift Try Hard would manifest into.
1: <laughs> really? How, how else are you going to play it? I didn't know you could use keyboard inputs to do it. Yeah, you can use keyboard inputs to play it. Like if you want to do it, if if you want to be world number 1, that's what it takes. And like I seriously considered writing a macro to do it and I thought like this is wrong. Like this is <laughs> at this point this is like tool assisted. Like I'm not doing this. I actually I also genuinely wonder if the people playing Spell Tower are tool assisted doing it cuz like some of the words these people come up with, you know, it's like Metacrab got the got the best scoring word with like 10,000 points. And it's like, what is this word? <laughs> you know, like coline esterases, you know, like what? <laughs> I quite enjoy really bad chess. I'm really bad at it. I did. Actually, I did once. I was in the top three in the world. I'm not sure I got number one. I, th- I think I was number one at the time I solved it. But then someone beat me later on in the day. So I have a handful of times done really well on really bad chess, but I've also way more often just totally flunked at it. And? Yeah, I to be honest, flip art, flip art just annoys me. Sometimes I do well, sometimes I do badly, but mostly I just find it kind of irritating in the end. I like the crossword. I actually enjoy doing the crossword. I never do particularly well on it. Like I never come like in the top ten, but I find the crossword quite fun and chill to play so i often play that on my commute now do you know what i've learned in the last two minutes i've learned two things what never oh.
0: underestimate the power of leaderboards and number two mike loves
1: to compete on leaderboards i never this should not be new to you 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 know I, we've 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 said before like it, it's a problem of my upbringing you know like my Chinese immigrant upbringing has caused me to have strange mental problems, but yeah, you know, second place is first loser. You know, like are you to be
0: second place in the whole I'm, world.
1: I mean, <laughs> so why aren't you number still, one? Regardless, why are you not number one? I, I'm, I'm, I'm only half joking, but like literally, this is the way. This is the way my dad raised me. Like, I have, I have strange mental problems to this day about it. You know, so okay.
0: I also enjoy Type Shift, but I've never even thought about playing it in try-hard mode.
1: I can't believe this didn't occur to you. It was so obvious to me as soon as I saw it. I was like, wait, I can see the puzzle. I can just solve it in advance and blast it in on the keyboard.
0: (laughs) I enjoy crossword and flip art. It hurts me that I'm bad at really bad chess because I could be good at really bad chess. I just don't have the to do it the time or focus
1: yeah chess is a game where i can play it because i know the rules but i'm not good at chess you know when i've done well at really bad chess it's actually been like a surprise it's like oh i accidentally won yes you know it's like wait a minute if i do this it's checkmate you know but like it's not because i planned it in advance i just like accidentally blindly stumbled into it kind of thing i remember yeah, I remember once playing chess against someone who actually, you know, like went to chess club and knew how to play chess, and they just destroyed me. Like they were just like laughing as they just like took me apart, like it was nothing. And I was just like, I don't even understand what's happening here. Like, how is this possible? You know. So, yeah, I wish I was better at chess, but I'm not. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Other random stuff I played that I thought was worth mentioning: Battlebit Remastered. These are all games.
0: These the the next three games are games I wished I'd played. Yeah.
1: Did you uh, do you ever play Battlefield? Yeah, I did. We yeah. tried a few times, right? You you never played it before, though. You have no nostalgia for Battlefield. No, I don't. Yeah, because like Battlefield for a long time was like a serious contender to COD. And Battlefield, you know, Battlefield Two and Battlefield Bad Company Two, they were genuinely good games and they were they were genuinely like an alternative universe like you know version of cod kind of thing right like they were they were like a slightly more serious take on on the cod formula but recent battlefield games have been bad and then battle bit remastered just kind of came out of nowhere it's it looks like a roblox game but it's yeah i mean they had a free weekend I played it on the free weekend. I did actually buy it after the, the free weekend cuz I thought it was quite good. I mean, it was fun. It's still pretty raw around the edges. It's actually quite arcadey to be honest. But yeah, it's, it's you know, it's got like the building destruction, it's got the squad-based tactics, you know. Yeah, I liked it. But multiplayer games are a big time investment, so I'm not sure. You know, it, it, I I I will probably just casually dip in and out of it, but it's not my main game, obviously. And then, yeah, I did play lethal company because there was just so much interest around lethal company that I wanted to try it out. But, you know, unfortunately to, to quote a meme, you cheated not only the game, but yourself. You didn't grow. You didn't improve. You took a shortcut and you gained nothing. So we, <laughs> you're like, what? What's, what's up with this guy? I told you, second place is first loser. No, we we played Lethal Company. So me and gaming friends, we played Lethal Company. We just used Discord for the audio. This was a mistake in hindsight. This was a big mistake because I think a lot of the actual fun of Lethal Company is because of what it does with the audio, and because we used Discord and not the in-game audio, we missed out like I think eighty percent of what makes Lethal Company good. Because uh, so so we were we were a trio. We we had I think it's maximum four players by default. I think you can mod it to have more, but we you can usually it's four max. Uh, so we were three. We started out all going into the facility and we all stuck together like glue to each other and it was kind of fun but it was kind of just like this game is this game is ridiculous because like when it went wrong it went wrong really fast and we we did not see it coming you know because we were just clueless we just didn't know what we were doing so like yeah something would come and just like snap all our necks it was like what are you supposed to do about that then we we started leaving someone behind in the ship Because there's like a radar in the ship and you can see like an overhead view of the map and you can see like where the loot is. You can see where the monsters are and stuff. And so we had like our man in the chair kind of thing. And suddenly the game just became extreme easy mode because it was like, don't go down that corridor. There's a monster down that corridor or like in this room, you should see some loot. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it now. It's like, you know, you know, they will be like, okay, turn 30 degrees to your right. It should be on the walls. Oh, yeah. Now I see it. You know, like so the game came really, 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 really easy instead so like we really cheated ourselves out of the atmosphere because when i watch other people playing lethal company and why it looks so hilarious is you know the local audio like you can only hear people when they're quite near to you and the audio is like echoing and bouncing off things and stuff and the monsters can hear you're talking too and if you want to talk to the man in the chair you have to have a radio and you've got to be like You know, only one person, only the person holding the radio can hear that person. (laughs) So like you've got to relay the instructions to each other and stuff. Like, so much of the game comes from the way it handles the audio, and we missed that completely. So I think that's why we didn't find it as compelling as all of these Let's Plays I see. Because it looks freaking hilarious. Like when you see it go wrong, it's so funny. Like I've I've seen so many really, really funny lethal company videos now (laughs) so yeah maybe we'll give it a go again with the in-game audio but it's also quite a stressful painful and thankless task kind of game to play and I'm not sure I'm not sure I can handle that right now you know so there's also that oh and then finally the finals so this is this year's hot new battle royale I haven't played it. (laughs) I have installed it. We're actually we've actually scheduled playing it tomorrow. Is it free? It's free. It's free to play. Okay. Yeah. So I've got it penciled in to play tomorrow of all things. So I haven't played it yet. I'll let you know next year. It's time. For the Meaningless Awards, 2023. Cannons. Fanfare. <coughs> Horns.
0: Horns. Horns. More cannons.
1: I'm just going to reuse the one from a previous year. It's like you have no idea the effort it takes to make oh, this sorry. nonsense. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. You, you need to throw in some more interesting sound effects. You know, know. You, you need to ask Lasers. for something new. Otherwise, you know, I, I like poppers. I said I've used up I've used up all the I've used up all the party poppers, I've used up oh. all the cannons, I've used up all the horns. Oh. What else should be in a fanfare? Birds. Birds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, some rifle fire then.
1: Rifles, okay, okay. Like like a twenty one gun salute wait no, twenty one gun salute is still cannons?
0: Just some rifle fire then. <laughs> RPGs. Oh, launches okay
1: your homework for next year is is to come up with some interesting <laughs> an interesting yeah eighteen twelve overture style some random intro. yelling random yelling but suits you know well with <laughs> within reason yeah Florida man <laughs> <Yes>! let's start <laughs> yeah Test multiplayer.
0: I went with COD Modern Warfare 3.
1: Do you, do you really think this is good? Is it just the default? It's the only multiplayer game you played?
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: Otherwise, it's Diablo 3. 4. 4, sorry. Is, is, that, is that memorable? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fine.
1: This is, just, this
0: is just fact. It's enjoyable. It is the best one I've played,
1: yes. It's okay. It's okay. You are a creature of habit. We all are. I I cannot deny. And given that, I think we both picked Warzone for like multiple years in a <laughs> row previous to this. So I can't judge you too harshly. I do, I do still find it a little bit funny. But yeah, I mean, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I'm not throwing any stones. Do you have anything more to say to justify your choice? I don't play multiplayer games. 175 hours says (laughs) different. Except for COD. That's why. Okay. Well, for me... If I picked Fortnite, but but Fortnite was genuinely the multiplayer game I had the most fun with this year. Like th- this year is this year is characterised by me, yeah, dropping all cod, especially after the demise of Warzone One, which I wasn't even playing. But I, I just I just felt this sense of disgust at them, you know, shutting it down. And yeah, I've fully embraced Fortnite. For- Fortnite is seriously so good. <laughs> like. What's What's funny is that like actually, big things that happened in Fortnite this year. So they they had the OG Fortnite season where they like rolled it all the way back to the season one chapter, the chapter one, whatever they call it, chapter one map, right? And apparently, that brought a lot of people back. I severely disliked that season because i have like no nostalgia for early era fortnite like i I did play it right back when because it was like the pubg competitor and i tried it and we played like one or two games and i was like whatever but the new season that just came out like i was genuinely (laughs) excited for it as were As were a number of friends who I play Fortnite with. And surprisingly, several friends who had played Fortnite like maybe once or twice in the past, they they actually messaged me and said, Hey, are you are you playing Fortnite still? And I was like, Yeah, I'm still playing Fortnite. It's like the new season looks really good. And it's like, it is really good. Like, Fortnite just steals the best ideas from every other game and just like gloms it all together into this like insane high production values multiverse nonsense br so the new season has basically stolen everything that was good about warzone you know like <laughs> there's a grappling hook that's not really warzone but it's still good there's a riot shield this season there's the train and there's weapon mod benches so like now you pick up a gun you go to a weapon mod bench you can mod the attachments of your weapons like warzone it's it's seriously good it's really fun and then they've also just as part of their like roblox you know competitor stuff they've added yeah they they basically added lego which is pretty much minecraft they've added i can't i I can't remember exactly what they call it it's like the main stage they basically added rock band and then they've added they've added racing which is like rocket league racing so there's basically mario kart rock band and minecraft in Fortnite now as well like as like first tier game modes so seriously it's good and it's free and yeah you know in what other game can you be goku and Kami Hami hard darth vader in the face while he tries to block it with his lightsaber next next is best game I saved you, and I'm here to save you again. Her parasites are merely a symptom of a greater sickness in Faerun. The infected hear the voice of the Absolute and believe
0: it to be a god. The Absolute is more dangerous than you can possibly conceive. It threatens all who live. It threatens the gods. The we. The very fabric of the universe itself.
1: How would you feel about helping me kill some evil bastards?
0: I went with Bordersgate 3. Do tell. Ah, oh, it's, to- it's the perfect sequel to Bordersgate... Well, it's the perfect sequel to Bordersgate 2, except for the combat but otherwise it's perfect
1: <laughs> except for the combat
0: except for the combat combat is worse than it was before I can't believe you're saying this why can I not have real time with pause? real time should, turns with I should pick a balls.
1: tactical RPG as the book club game just to force you to play a tactical RPG and appreciate and appreciate the genius that is turn based combat
0: I think what hurts me is that I miss most of the time. So most of the turns end up with nothing happening.
1: Yeah, I, I will admit, even though I didn't admit this when we did the book club ep about it, but I will admit it is really annoying when you miss.
0: <laughs> it's Otherwise it's great, it's perfect. H- have you played much more? Um, I'm now in the goblin camp. I'm just like I'm just shaking my head. This is
1: like so slow. (laughs) Because I'm playing COD. It's because you're playing COD. Yeah, you should pick. You should just pick COD as every category one. Yeah, just 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 to be honest. (laughs) The thing is,
0: I don't enjoy. You said you enjoyed playing Fortnite. Yeah. What? A part of me died inside because I said I thought to myself, I don't enjoy playing COD
1: you're just doing it for the social aspect yeah 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 i mean that's important too i mean i think particularly as a i'm not going to say the number midlife crisis age man i think it's quite easy to just not have friends <laughs> you know so it's uh it's good to have like that social you know that social connection and again for like strange cultural toxic masculinity reasons kind of thing right like men don't just have a chat you have to have a reason to have a chat it's why we've like, got, we've, like we've having had this a podcast <laughs> or, or playing cod i prefer this method okay but Baldur's gate 3 is your is your game of the year no it's perfect yeah what's yours It's Tears of
0: the Kingdom. Which, half an hour ago, it was Baldur's Gate 3.
1: Th- this has been so hard, right? I feel like flip-flopping on this. It's like, these are meaning- okay, these are meaningless awards, right? Like, we-, we theoretically... We don't even need to pick games from this year, you know? We, we explicitly, <laughs> when we started this podcast, said, these awards are meaningless. Like, no one really cares what we think. Although, hopefully, you do, because you're listening to this episode. But... Yeah, I was really struggling to pick between Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's Gate 3. And yeah, in, in the end, okay, Tears of the Kingdom why it is the only game that I have been genuinely excited for for a long time. Like it it made me feel young again. Like I haven't I haven't felt this excitement for a game for so long to the point that I'd actually forgotten what it felt like to be anticipating a game you know and then the trailer for this came out and it was all like I'm I'm so excited for this game you know it was like christmas morning as a 10 year old again kind of thing so yes it is it is the best version of the best zelda it's like slightly controversial thing to say perhaps but you got to justify yourself though yeah like the mechanics so clever and and yeah it's like the closest thing we've got to a nintendo immersive sim i love immersive sims you know there aren't enough immersive sims because they are clever get you know immersive sims are sophisticated games for intellectuals and most people don't get it and they don't sell well but like this one did you know like this is this is perfectly riding the line between it's fun and people get it and you've got the freedom to do whatever the hell you want. I I will still say it's not perfect. It's not perfect. Right. Like it was full of so many things that I love, like the surprises, right? It it surprised me with the depths. They managed to keep that a secret. Right. I love surprises. I love being, I do. I love surprises. I love being surprised in a good way. (laughs) You know, I I wasn't expecting it. (laughs) Yes. But, but is it a gesamtkunstwerk? You know, I think they neglected the story. I think I, I feel like they just needed to have some continuity. Why do these people not remember me? You know, why does this person remember me and this person doesn't remember me? Like, I I feel like the last thing that lets it down is that they just just don't they just don't give a shit about the story. You know, but I I think if that was the price. We paid to get this game to get the mechanics in, you know, to not felt like they were hamstrung by the story, to make mechanically what we got fine. You know, it is yeah, it's something like we've we've never seen before, you know, and it it seems easy because it all just works so well. But actually, behind the scenes, how are they making this physics jank work without being jank? The fact that it all just works is remarkable. And it elevates everything that was
0: in Breath of the Wild, right? Yes. I think that's what makes Border Skate 3 so good as well. <laughs> this elevates everything from
1: Border Skate 2. Or well, from Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh. <laughs> I, think, I think both of these games are like the best version of their respective pedigree. This is the best version of Breath of the Wild Baldur's Gate 3 is like the best version of Baldur's Gate slash Divinity Moving on Missed in 2023
0: guards crossed the Pontar in the east it Means war's coming War changes
1: everything By order of the Hierarch, whosoever conceals a mage in their home shall burn alongside him or her. Nilfgaard on one bank, Redania on the other, drooling over the city like dogs over a juicy bone.
0: We are at war, and she's in danger. You will find her and bring her to me. She's a child of the Elder Blood. See now. I've got to find Siri.
1: And if you find her, the girl will die. <laughs> Our
0: world will burn. burn! I went with The Witcher 3. This is weird.
1: <laughs> it is weird. I, was, I saw this and I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, isn't this from Welcome to a Pick from six years ago? Like, what, Ting? But this was released
0: on the current gen this year. I, th- I would have liked to have played it had I had the time. I
1: mean, you still could. No, no one's stopping you. Cod well, is. Cod is, okay. I want to play Baldur's Gate 3. Good.
0: But your choice is even more interesting, because I don't believe it's one of the games even talked about in the main list that you presented to us earlier on.
1: So my choice...
0: There's coral, there's blood, that's how it's always been 621.
1: Armored Core
0: Six. Makes I said no it in sense. the list.
1: I said it in the list when I was but doing the big list with no commentary. With no, no commentary. commentary, because I was going to talk about it here. Okay, fine. I'll take that. There's method. There's method to my madness. I, I, I'm not really just fighting this out, you know. I do think about it,
0: except for the main bit, which is the best game of the Meaningless Awards.
1: I, I thought about it a lot. I thought about <laughs> it a lot to the point where it was in a quantum superposition. Big mix. Big mix. I, you know, having said all that, yeah, this game was just a random YOLO bag pick. I could have picked anything for this. I, (laughs) yeah, I, I once again, you know, like I'm growing as a person. I realize I just don't care. If I really wanted to play it, I'd have played it. You know, there's the mental inertia to playing. Something new, as we've talked about. And it's only getting harder as we become even more time poor. And yeah, this is the game that was at the top of the list that didn't quite make it over the line. Because I think if I had started playing this, I would want to play it properly. There were there were some other games that could have gone into this slot, but then I just played them. Even if only for a short time, like Yomi Hustle or Chance of Sinar, you know, or Battle Bit Remastered. Like there were a bunch of games that I was interested in playing, and I didn't care enough about them to worry about playing them like, quote unquote, properly. Right? This game, this game I was interested in, but I think if I played it, I would wanna I would wanna actually really appreciate it. Because it's a FromSoft game. And I actually I actually played the original armored core back in, you know, PS1 days. So I'm kind of curious to see how it's evolved twenty something, no almost well Is it twenty is it twenty years later? It might be at this point. I don't even know. Yeah, PS1. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. I I was like 20? No, it can't be twenty. Yes, twenty, shit. Wow, so much bleeping this episode, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. So, especially after they're riding high on the success of Elden Ring. But I, I didn't get quite round to it, so, you know, it it can join Sekiro as that, as that game I meant to play but never quite got around to from FromSoft.
0: It's on that list. Lastly, our honourable mention... Obviously, it's Tears of the Kingdom for me.
1: Yeah, we're using this as the runner-up category, right? I
0: am. I don't know how else you meant to use it. You, you can use it however you like. But I need to mention Tears of the Kingdom. I think I'd be be disrespectful not yeah, to put you, it here. You,
1: you got to put it somewhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm saying this. I think <laughs> if we, if we're going behind the scenes for a moment, you had Alan Wake Two here before. <laughs> I, I did. You had Alan Wake Two here, and then you saw my choice, and then you were like, "Oh, oh no, I got to put Tears of the Kingdom somewhere." It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's... It was embarrassing, Ting. Yeah. I suggested we could do Alan Wake 2 as the book club game. He's like, I don't, know, I don't care about Alan Wake 2. Like, it was your honourable mention, man. Yeah, but then I forgot about Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, we're both, we're both like, we both have limited mental bandwidth these days. I like, like they needed to iterate
0: on Breath of the Wild, but I'm not sure if this is what I wanted or needed. It's so great.
1: You played a good chunk of it. You didn't finish it, right? Didn't finish it, no. It will be finished. It will be finished, okay. Five years time. We'll do the ep. Okay. Well, for me... you could probably have guessed is Baldur's gate 3 because yeah this tears of the kingdom Baldur's gate 3 were flip-flopping a lot between which one would get my number one which one would get my number two i i you know i think at the start of the year everyone expected it to be tears of the kingdom and then obviously for me in the end it has been but the thing that's interesting is i wonder if in five years time I will look back and actually Baldur's Gate 3 will be the thing that had the bigger impact. You know, like what will have left a more lasting impression on my mind? Maybe it will be Baldur's Gate 3 in the same way that Baldur's Gate 2, you know, to this day is is a game I remember. And I don't know. It is hard to know. Also, I just haven't played as much Baldur's Gate 3 as I did Tears of the Kingdom. But again, that's because it is a uh, it is like a heavier game to play mental load wise, right? Like, you know, maybe this is why they just didn't invest in the story in the Zelda games because they know it makes it like hard, right? Whereas, like, Baldur's Gate 3, so much is story, so much is moral dilemma, so much is you thinking, like, who am I? Who do I want to be? Like, what choice do I want to make? What is this going to do to these people? Because they really have thought out so much stuff. I mentioned that I've played some multiplayer games so you know i have now played act 1 multiple times <laughs> multiple times and i have seen many different and surprising outcomes of events you know that so so i know that there's a lot in there and and this is only act 1 you know i'm sure that some of these decisions have impact in later acts too and i haven't i haven't seen how that's all going to play out yet these multiplayer games, they are all evil. <laughs> I, I want to I just tell some of these stories because they're so ridiculous. Like, Because, you know, my my single player playthrough is like a good playthrough. Like, I can't help it. I'm kind of like trying to be, I'm, I, I think I'm try, intrinsically trying to be good. Like, I'm trying to think like, kind of what I, would I do? Even if I'm trying to roleplay a character, like, I, I guess my character I've made was like, good but in these multiplayer games yeah I'm trying to do like an evil playthrough and I think we're just taking them less seriously as well so like in one of them you know the friend I'm playing with you know he wanted to play an Oathbreaker Paladin so we got to to the bit where you have to again like very minor spoilers for Baldur's Gate 3 Act 1 we got to the bit where you know, there's the tieflings and they've got Lazelle in a cage. And then he was like, Oh, I'm gonna kill the tieflings. And I was like, why? He's like I need to break my oath, you know? And so he just goes and murders <laughs> these tieflings because it because it was convenient. It was a convenient opportunity to break his oath. Or the <laughs> the other one. So there's one where again, yeah. We're evil. We're two evil spellcasters. So I'm an evil wizard called Ducat, like Gull Dukat. My friend is an evil sorceress called Lilith. And we go and talk to Auntie Ethel. And I'm talking to Auntie Ethel. And she says, oh, wait, I'm going to kill her. And I'm like, but I'm talking to her. It's like, oh, don't worry. And then Auntie Ethel suddenly stops talking. And and she's like, Why are you messing with my business? I'm like, Huh? And she hasn't killed Auntie Ethel, she's killed Marina, the pregnant woman. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Why would you kill her? And she's like, because she's pregnant. I was like, but why? It's like, because we're evil. And I was like, I thought we I thought we were evil because we wanted power, or we wanted money, or we or just a reason. She's like, nah, I'm just evil. And I was just like, what is You know, you're like violating the Geneva Convention. You know, this is is basically, this is the war crimes playthrough. This is the, we took the Geneva Convention and used it as a checklist of things to do. You know, like, oh, I have to break this, I have to break this. Like, the other cursed knowledge we have now is that you can kill goblin children, but you can't kill other children, it turns out. Well, I guess you can kill unborn children, it turns out. So... Yeah, I'm kind of shocked. Is that racist? Why can you kill <laughs> goblin children? That's not okay. But yes, the war crimes playthrough. Oh, also in one of them, I am playing. Yeah, the, the most min maxi, save scummy, stat re-rolling build possible. So I discovered that the monk is totally broken. Like not, not the shadow monk, but the open hand monk. So I'm following some build guide where you you basically end up just like punching everyone to death like you know like 50 damage a punch eight punches a <laughs> round <laughs> so uh i my character looks like one punch man i've they've ca- i've called them saitama they've got you know the cape and the yellow jumpsuit and i'm just punching everything not missing well i'm missing at the moment but i i won't do once i've got my 23 strength and 23 con and tavern brawler for double the bonuses to hit and for damage. Yeah, so it's fun when you play it and you don't worry so much about the consequences. But I'm also quite shocked and slightly worried about this friend. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, she was like, Are you gonna talk about it on your podcast? And I was like, Yes. And she was like, Don't say my name. It's like, I won't say your name, but war crimes.
0: We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on your podcasting platform. Please, please, please. You can find us on email.
1: Ting at LostLevels.Club On Twitter or X. At Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else? Reddit. R slash Lost Levels Club.
0: So Michael,
1: what are you grateful for today? you know i actually didn't think about this until you said it just now it's like oh it's another one of these i am grateful that i should at least have a week or two without night meetings because everyone else is on holiday in america but i'm still working over christmas sad face so michael says bye-bye bye-bye